Guys, welcome to episode two of the Football Economy. Um, I'm really excited about this episode because I've got somebody on today who are, whose work I've admired online for quite a while. Today, I'm joined by Ola Svanberg, a leading business lawyer who has a keen interest in football and sports law, whose work I've followed online for a while. He's joining us live from Stockholm. Ola, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out. Um, no, we do this. We really appreciate this. I really wanted to get somebody on the podcast that has an understanding of the business aspect of football and especially this Manchester United takeover that's been going on for, you know, the since November they announced it and now we are in, you know, to the time of recording is May 2nd. Yeah. And oh, I wanted to kind of, um, because at the moment what I'm feeling, Ola, is in the market, there's a very, um, a certain perception about one bid, which is the Qatar bid, which is very being led that it's, it's the best bid ever. Everything's going to change overnight. And, you know, and then there's Sir Jim Radcliffe, who has been very uh, underestimated quite uh, a lot by everybody and who's come out with this way of creating a deal. So my first question to you is, what are your thoughts about if, it's, if the reports are true about Sir Jim Radcliffe and the deal he's about to strike for the takeover? which includes the Glazers staying. Yeah, it, I think th th that's interesting. Uh, and w when the news broke, uh, it kind of went viral uh, and the fans were very upset. Uh, I think it's what, what caught my eye was that it was presented as an option. Uh, so I would imagine that, that uh, Jim Ratcliffe's bid uh, kind of had has different alternatives uh, and it's up to the Glazers to choose. Uh, so, but, but with that said, uh, I, I, I think it's what your question is, why, why is there any value to have a minority share in Manchester United the football club? And if you check the stock market right now, uh, the market cap of the club is just at 2.5 billion. Uh, the share is Correct. to 19. It, it's up a lot from the summer, but it was up towards 23 and now it's down to 19. Uh, uh, and that's basically half of we are all bids I mentioned to be in the region of 5 billion. So, so it, it's far from that. And that just shows that normally uh, to have a share, a minority, to be a minority owner in, in a football club isn't valued that high. Um, uh, and I think it's uh, it's just um, normal because uh, when you have a minority share, you only have a right to, to, to dividends. You don't have, you, you don't get to, to uh, be the front of the club. You don't have much say in, in the decisions and so forth. And I think, sorry, uh, Radcliffe compared um, buying the club. It, it's like buying the painting, yeah? and to, to be the minority owner in the extension would be like to, to own a part of a painting that's on someone else's wall. So, so I, the, the first question uh, that I would uh, ask myself is, is why would anyone, either the Glazer or, or Sir Jim Radcliffe, uh, accept to, to be the minority owner uh, and I, I don't think that's quite clear I, I would imagine that um, it's more 
of a kind of courtesy uh, to, to offer uh, Joel and Abraham an option to stay on board. But if and but I don't really see uh, the, the the upside for them to 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 do it. Yeah. So, so that kind do of. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think um, Jim Radcliffe has been very clever in how he has structured this deal? Because yeah, yes, if he was to bid outright, he would not win against the Qataris. Yeah, 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 it seems like it. Uh, and if the reports are true, true that that he is the he is the one who values the club the most, um, that would indicate that the Qataris are, are, are so the Qataris bid is for hundred percent of the shares, uh, and thirty percent of the shares, uh, a little more than that, are traded at New York Stock Exchange, uh, and to get those shares, you need to go through a f- former process, uh, either a merger or, or a takeover, uh, and that would be governed by, by the laws of the Cayman Islands. So, uh, and w- when we hear talk about how uh, a transaction could take a long time, it, it's that process that that, that would um, consume a lot of time. Uh, but, but but it's of course if you only buy seventy percent or, or if you only buy fifty percent, you can build up more per share with, with, with the same same bag of money, so to speak. So so, so it's uh, and, and obviously that's a big advantage uh, Ratcliffe has. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, I think it's it's kind of like all, all that matters for the Glazers, right? That, that they get a high price per share. Uh, and you can ask your... I, my honest opinion. Go ahead. Sorry, my oh, sorry to cut you. My honest opinion was, if it was a if if it was just two people bidding, he could not win the race. And I think he has been very clever in structuring it in a way or presenting an option at least where he has a better chance of winning because the Qataris will not go into partnership with anyone. He has come up with a way. And I, I, my opinion is, it's up to the Qataris now to come up with a better option yeah. than this, or a more money. Otherwise, they will not be able to um, win the prize asset. But one thing I'm hoping you can help me understand is from a business aspect: is how do you think he will raise the money to buy this club, uh, Sir Jim Radcliffe? Yeah. So we know very little, so I'm speculating, but. As I understand it, it would be Ineos, uh, his company, the company is founded, that would acquire the club. Uh, and Ineos, it, it's a vast group. Uh, it, it have businesses all across the world. Uh, it, it's a, what we lawyers call, call a, a, a trans, it has a, 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 a transaction strategy. It acquires a lot of businesses and it started out that way, but by, Radcliffe's acquiring, I think it was assets from BP that British Petroleum didn't value quite as high as everyone else. Uh, so he is an M&A uh, expert. That's the way he has done his uh, business. And to build up a group like that, you always uh, use debt. And I think debt is a red flag for us. United fans for, for obvious reasons, <laughs> but but with that said, I, I don't. It, it, it's it's 
all businesses has that. And, and I think Qatar has that too. I, I think there, the, the, the states that is 40% of the GDP. So, so it's a lot less than UK and Sweden, but, but, but it's a lot of money still. So, so everyone used that. And I'm sure uh, Ineos would, would uh, include this in, in either existing facilities uh, or, or uh, by uh, taking up more loans. Quite simple. Uh, I think we, it's been been mentioned that he has engaged. I think it was Goldman Sachs and, and JP Morgan. That's right. Yeah, Goldman Sachs. Do you think? Uh, how does it work then? Because we're we just making we're speculating here, but just yeah. just for the listener, you know, when they said that the debt will be transferred to Ineos, it will not sit on Manchester United's balance sheet. How does that work? Yeah. So t- today, uh, Manchester United have quite a lot of debt uh, and that that uh, of course like all loan agreements in businesses like this uh, have a so-called change of control clause in, in them which means that uh, and it's only natural that as a bank you wouldn't want to lend money to, to one person and then all of a sudden someone else take over the debt you, you want to have control on who you you have a who owes you money so whether it, the Qataris buy, buy the club or, or Ratcliffe buy it um, the debt will, will immediately fall due or, or within weeks um, so that means that you and in all transactions all, all uh, merger and acquisitions you, you refinance the, the target company uh, after a transaction and in this case it can be done in two ways, basically. Uh, either Manchester United PLC refinance the debt uh, uh, and take up more loans, or um, either the, uh, I, I believe the Qataris say that they w- would cash the debt, and that's of course possible. But another alternative that I think is more likely is that Ineos w- would assume the debt. Uh, uh, and... <laughs> Could be a bit technical, but 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 since Ineos doesn't wouldn't own hundred percent of the company, it, it could just not assume the debt uh, w- without getting anything back. If you have a whole own own subsidiary, you can assume the debt, and you you don't. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not a value trans- transfer. You don't give away any money. But in this case, I would imagine that Ineos would assume the debt against uh, getting more shares, so the club would issue even more shares. Ineos uh, against Ineos assuming the debt. So that's yeah, so the that, standard procedure. Yeah, absolutely. And is it, a lot of people, when they are looking at debt, especially Manchester United fans, they fear what happened for the past 18 years or so with debt. Yeah. Um, but like you mentioned, debt is very normal, in it, especially on this scale of transactions and yeah. in business to, for them to hold debt. You know, now if Ineos were to hold the debt, for example, let's say the full, uh, whatever it is, what happens, in your opinion, if Sir Jim Radcliffe passes away in a year or so? Can what? How would that structure work then? Uh, you know, is, is it just, would that have to be stated beforehand? Would it have to be... Um, his children take or Ineos takes over. How would that? Do you think would work? Yeah, exactly. I know. I think it's it's 
to some extent, it's anyone's guess. Uh, I would assume that, that I, I, to start with, I, I, I think so, sometimes uh, Ratcliffe is described as kind of a philanthropist um, who yeah, does this for, 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 as due to being a fan. I think it's quite clear that Ineos has a strategy, a marketing strategy. That they've been all the, in all kind of sports, uh, as Formula One driving and bicycling and so forth. So, so I, I, I do think Ineos ha, has a, a strategy here, and for several reasons. I think for, for one, they, they have uh, their reputation. Uh, they are, are in the gas and petroleum industry and that's pressured hard uh, so, so that's one and uh, but i also think that they are starting to come up with consumer products uh, they have a car uh, the grenadier i think um look looks kind of uh, uh interesting <laughs> i've checked it out online i think ratcliffe described it uh, as a car that you ca can wash both on the inside and outside with the garden house holes so so that was uh interesting and i think of course you know if he buys the club it's there is a value for ineos in the club too uh, so so i don't see that as as necessarily being uh uh having a big impact it should it pass away and as i understand it, he owns the company with two, two founders uh uh the ineos and I would believe that they are fairly close. So I, I don't think that's. Yeah, I think it's like you said, I think, I think if he was to win, he would have to clear a lot of these questions up. And in my opinion, I think the key point will be if he was to win the bid, that first interview that he does, he has to put a lot of these misconceptions to bed. Yeah. You know, for example, the debt, the structure, his vision, his plan. And then he has to stick to it, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, just moving on from Radcliffe's bid, what do you know about the Qatar's final bid? Or what's your opinion about what you've heard about that bid? So, what I think is, what theory I have is that um, they, they clearly have been given, a, it seems like they have been given a budget. Um, that's perhaps not unlimited and and if you look at the the Qataris uh, tradition of doing business uh, they, they when they make a deal uh, they, they go they do it all the way like their World Cup they built arenas stadiums for, for yeah it was 85 billions or something like yeah that. something like that yeah yeah mo most of those stadiums won't want to come to use at all or only very, to a very limited capacity in the, in the future. So it's, it's more of a one-time thing. Uh, so that's a tremendous investment for such a little impact. And, but that doesn't mean that they would, you, 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 I, I think, I, I wouldn't be afraid that, that the Qataris would buy the club and then not uh, invest in it. But uh, uh, um, it seems like they don't have an unlimited budget to buy it. Uh, and in that sense, Manchester United is different from both Manchester City and, and PSG because th those clubs were fairly cheap. Uh, very cheap. Yeah. Very cheap they were. This is a big investment. Uh, it's 
five billion pounds. Yeah, and sorry, honor to cut you off with with Manchester City, the stadium was not even theirs. It was the yeah. council's, yeah. which they leased to Manchester City for a hundred years. Yeah, and they didn't even have to. They've expanded the stadium, but they got um, it was even Newcastle was three hundred million. Um, Man City, I can't remember the cost. Yeah. Um, so PSG, uh, what I, what I think. Sorry, I've I've cut you off here, but mm. just to kind of put this in, what I feel is that this is a different animal you are dealing with. You know, you are not dealing with PSG that was founded in the 1970s and doesn't have much history. Yeah. The scrutiny on this, you've seen this for the past four or five months just with a takeover. It's news breaking daily. Everybody wants to be first with the news. It's yeah. worldwide. You know, share prices are going up and down. The scrutiny on this is so big. So what I'm feeling to understand is, and I'm basing my question based off the reports, is how can the Qataris, who like to be known as shrewd businessmen, be outmaneuvered and outthought in this process? And how can they save themselves from look being embarrassed? Because usually when they go into a deal, like you've said, they want to win the deal. So my question is basically, have they been outsmarted or have they underestimated the competition? I don't know what... I saw this interview with, I think, Sheikh al father. That's right. Yeah, I've seen that as well. Yeah, and <laughs> just speculating, but it would, it doesn't seem that far fetched to 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 imagine a scenario where he he has told his, his son that you can get six six billion to do this and put. Uh, and they will, of course, want, want at least 1.5 billion to put into the club, as I understand it. So, so that would mean they will only leave 4.5 to, to clear the shares. And I think it's it, 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 you have a reputation when you enter a, a negotiation. You can scare away uh, competitive builders if everyone knows that, that Qatar's who that when they go in, they will win. But on the other hand, it could work work against them too if uh, people realize that, that they are prepared to pay through the nose to overpay. And, and to some extent, I think think it's not my area of expertise, but, 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 but the financial people are quite clear that they think that uh, this club, the fundamentals of the club doesn't warrant a price of six, seven billion pounds. Yes. So, so it's... It, it, we are way over the, what makes sense financially, at least from their point of view. Uh, then I think, and but that's a topic as I think it ca- can be discussed. Uh, it, it, what the club is worth. Uh, who who do you think will be a ro- who will run the club better in your opinion? Yeah, that's the million business? dollar question, right? <laughs> yeah, that is the million dollar question. Yeah, I, but I think it's. To me, uh, Ratcliffe comes across as, as the type who who can be the best owner, but but also have potential to, to, to be a, 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 a poor owner, so to speak, because he he has an opinion. He, he, he talks about that a lot. That, that he wants to understand the business he invests in, um, and he won't accept uh, as an owner 
proposal from management that he don't understand, for example. That's something I've heard him say. Yeah, and it's common. It's what typically hear people like him talk about. You need to understand what you invest in. You need to to know more than your competitors to be successful. So, so if 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 someone wants to have an impact and does it well, it's the best alternative. But if their view is not perhaps uh, spot on, then it could be more negative. But but I think both. I I think a lot of it comes down to to you know it's like picking the the coach. You can pick the the biggest name out there, and, and you are not guaranteed success. I think um, they both have their pros and cons. In my opinion, I think. Mm. Radcliffe would probably put in a better footballing operation than the Qataris, just my opinion um, based on their, um, from what I've heard and seen of them. I think the Qataris would probably make it a better commercial. Uh, commercially, they would run it better because um, if you base it off what they've done at PSG, it's a total disaster in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't want that at Manchester United happening. But with Radcliffe again he hasn't got a good track record but I just have a feeling he would run it uh, the the footballing side much better but again uh, hopefully we will we'll know more about this and my last question which kind of brings me to my last question yeah is who do you think will win the race and when will we know yeah, the, 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 that's a great question and from the beginning I think it has been obvious that uh, I, I I cannot see. I, I think it's very risky for the Glazers to stay in place. When you look at the club's financials, uh, if you finish top four this year, th- th- there is the prospects for next season doesn't look that that awful. I, I think. With the glaze, if the glazes stay, we would still need to to sell to buy. There wouldn't be any room to, to build a new stadium. But, but but if they finish outside the top four, I think United w- would. I mean, it wouldn't take much. A few, a couple of more failed seasons, and we are more on state on par with West Ham United than, than <laughs> in terms of uh, where the club stands because they have no margins. And they can't invest in infrastructures. So it, it makes sense that they have to sell. But uh, who knows? And I, I, I think when you check Twitter and so forth, m- many are afraid of Ratcliffe right now and would prefer uh, Qatar. I think we would be fine with both. I, I think the difference between uh, ha- having super well, if that's what the Qataris offer, uh, and Ratcliffe is smaller than people think. I, I think United are, we are fourth in Deloitte's money. Yeah. Right now. Uh, but also, like you said, the Qataris are working to a budget, right? It isn't yeah. like they're going to come in. So it's not like, the, and this is what we need to get across is that um, yeah. it's not a case of unlimited wealth. Even City don't operate on unlimited wealth, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to be like they buy the club tomorrow and on Wednesday next week they're building a new stadium. It's not going to work like that. And like I said, I think they both have their pros and cons. Um, so if you had to pick a winner for this, in your opinion, who wins the race? 
I think Qatar, African mentioned sometimes online from the beginning that it kind of makes the most sense for the Qataris to buy the club in the in from the perspective that that they have gone all in into football uh, and I think they are facing the problem. They, they they see that they have obvious problems in, in with PSG. P- PSG ha- has been sanctioned by UEFA uh, several times for not complying with the financial fair play rules. Uh, they they cannot invest much more. They don't own the stadium in Paris. Uh, yeah, they've got a huge problem with the stadium at the moment. So and I think that that's very important to point out that that with new even if. It, we laugh at the, this fair play rules and how financial fair play rules and how city ha- have uh, maneuvered around them. I have no, there is no doubt that they put a limit on how much you can spend. Uh, so even there's an FFP as well, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, FFP, it's, FFP yeah. applies. You know, it's not a case yeah. of how how yeah. many FFP applies. Yeah, and United are up there. We are fourth already. So if someone had money and could put it in to, to, to United, they could, that money could be used. You you cannot buy. Uh, and we will see that in Newcastle, it will take a long, long time before they reach uh, full potential. The same type of investments uh, as United. You know. Just sorry, one last question. Uh, I just came to me now. What are your thoughts about the AGM being announced yeah. for June? Is that normal or is that something that is that a, a tactic that's been played? What's your opinion on that? It's kind of like <laughs> we, we we analyze everything, uh, and it could could it mean something? Yes, it could. I don't know, but but, but I did check, and and they they come in the annual general meeting at this time last year too. I think on the 24th of April. So they are one week later this year than last year's. So it's it's nothing out of the norm. Um, at the same time, what does the AGM do? They, they adopt the, the, the annual report and elect directors. So if they felt a transaction could, could be done this week, perhaps they would have delayed it because they will need to, to change the board immediately after the grace is sold. But, but, but it could very well be business as usual, uh, and it's not perhaps uh, even a, a board issue uh, to, to issue this release uh, and put the documents in place. It, it's, it c- could be that they just are following the, their company calendar uh, and issue. I think it's a New York Stock Exchange uh, yeah. rule that they have yeah. to follow. Yeah, exactly. and, um, if they don't have a board, I'm pretty sure that debt gets called in. So I think they're just following a process, and if yeah, a, if a takeover happened, I think um, they could cancel that stream. Yeah, exactly. They, they would elect. Yeah, board, I think they're just following the New York Stock Exchange rules yeah. there. Um, yeah. But look, Ola, it's been a pleasure to have you on. I will. We will get you on once there is some more news in a couple of weeks' time to see what you think. Yeah, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your yeah. time, and we will speak soon. Yeah, thank you. It's been a pleasure.